Good morning. It is time to get up with the most important ligament in the NFL. We've got the news on Allen's elbow and how it changes everything in the AFC. Meanwhile, A.A.R.O.N. has more to say about what is grinding Green Bay's offense. Is it too late to save a season spiraling out of control? And then the D in Big D stands for Dak Dominance. Why the second half is going to be all about the star of the star. All that and more as we get up with you. We're starting right now. Delighted to have you with us on a Thursday. Look at the squad we put together. Jam-packed. We are heading into week 10, and there's only one place to begin, and that is with bold predictions for a huge weekend in the National Football League that starts tonight. Bartholomew Scott, give me a bold prediction. Well, I tell you what, Greeny, talking about A.A. Ryan and his lack of weapons, he reminded us that he's the two-time, two-time MVP, and he knows how to throw touchdowns, and that's what he's going to do against the Cowboys. How crazy is this? Aaron Rodgers shall beat the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. And Aaron Rodgers, because we all know those other guys. Oh, my goodness. All right, we got to come back to that one, because that one is bold. D. Wood, give me a bold prediction for Week 10. Oh, man, I never thought I would be saying something like this. But how about Geno Smith throwing more touchdown passes than the GOAT Tom Brady over in Munich? How about that? You talk about a revelation. This guy right here, not only is it, to me, is he the, with the most comeback, the comeback player yeah. of the year? Oh, yeah. I mean, He's working himself into the MVP conversation with the way he's been playing Ooh, football. That wristband, Geno Smith has been distributing that thing <laughs> like an elite point guard. Yes, Geno Smith throwing more touchdown passes than the GOAT. In Germany, I love it. Ninko, give me a bold prediction. Oh, man, there's trouble in Buffalo, and it's a wingy. It's an elbow. It's Josh <laughs> Allen. If the Bills can't figure out what's up with Josh Allen, the Vikings are going to beat the Bills. That's it. The Vikings go and beat the Bills because the Bills – don't have their best player in Josh Allen, and I am nervous. I'm nervous because I picked the Bills, and Josh Allen's hurt. And, and Vikings would get to 8-1 and one with mm. this win, be by far their signature win of the season. Graziana, how about a bold pick from you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Vikings, even if Josh Allen doesn't play. Whoa. Ace Keenum revenge game, guys. This is a former Vikings <laughs> quarterback who, by the way, knows exactly how to get the ball to Stephon Diggs from his time in Minnesota. I think this is the week we find out how good the rest of that Buffalo Bills roster really is, and it is really good. That's a really interesting point. Case Keenum actually threw the most famous pass that Stephon Diggs ever caught, regardless of how good he has been with Josh Allen in Buffalo. Now, the key to all of this, of course, is Allen's elbow injury. We've been waiting to hear from the coach, Sean McDermott. We did yesterday. Candidly, it doesn't sound great. Listen. What I've got on Josh is uh, uh, he's day-to-day. And the next question will be, is he going to play? And the answer is, we'll see. Um, so based on the medical report that, that we have, uh, Josh is day-to-day. I'm not answering any more questions about Josh, uh, his status, medical report. I'm not a doctor to begin with. Um, so he is day-to-day. Is he going to play? We'll see. We'll take it one day at a time. I love it when they tell you what the next question is. When you're asking the questions and they say the next question is going to be this and I don't have an answer, that was an extremely Belichickian <laughs> little was. statement there, wasn't it, Dan? It was. Look, I, look they're obviously they're, not, they're very unsure about this situation in Buffalo. And, and I think it sounds, when you talk to people around this situation, it sounds like he probably has to miss, you know, ends up having to miss Sunday's game, maybe more than one game. That, that seems like the most likely outcome. Now, Day to day. He shows up at practice today. He shows up at practice tomorrow. He can do something. That may change it. But he did not practice yesterday. Right? Day to day. Yesterday was not one of the days. He he didn't go. 
So my understanding is they want to see how it responds to treatment, how it responds to rest, how it responds to increased activity once they can do that. Uh, but he didn't have any activity yesterday, and, and it does start to look bad for Sunday. So, lest you should need to be reminded, if the question is what exactly do they lose in Josh Allen, the answer is everything. Cindy, put the numbers up there because they are remarkable. He is 82% of their offense, the highest percentage by any player in the entire National Football League for his team. Buffalo has scored 25 touchdowns on offense this year. Allen has accounted for 23 of those 25. And in case you're wondering, uh, how likely is it that he plays this week? Hey, Mr. Ninko, what is it they used to call you when you played? Dr. Ninko. And Dr. And that Ninko. Might be, that, sound, that might sound a little scary to you. but <laughs> So in my locker, I'd have a little sign. They put it up there, Dr. Ninko. And if anyone had any questions, WebMD or anything that I could look up on the internet, I might find it out. And, and, we, and we would investigate and we would talk about things. Is but he right playing now, Sunday? No. He has an ulnar collateral ligament yes. sprain. And when a sprain, when you say sprain, there could be maybe a little bit of tear there. There could be something that we don't know about. But also with an ulnar collateral injury comes some nerve issues, maybe gripping, maybe some fingertip numbness. So as a quarterback, you need your arm. You need to have that feeling in your hand. You need to be able to squeeze the football or throw it down the field. So I don't think that he's going to play. I'm sure that they're being very silent on this issue. They understand that their whole season relies on this elbow. So hopefully for them, for the Buffalo fan base, they don't have a lot of missed time by Josh Allen because that injury is scary. How significant what it's going to take. Let's talk about the significance of this. Yeah. All year long, it has basically been Buffalo or the field in the AFC. And we have been assuming, Bartholomew, yeah. that the road to the Super Bowl was going to go through Orchard Park. And you guys have all been telling us all year how hard it is to play there in the one toilet in the visitor's locker Terrible. room. Yeah. We all know how cold it is in the fans and everything else. If they don't have home field, if he has to miss a couple of weeks and it costs them the one seed, does that keep Buffalo out of the Super Bowl? I think it does. I, you know, especially when they rest everything on being able to host through Archer Park, Draney. So you think about, you know, can he play through it? He's had this injury before, right? He had this injury before in his career. He's not so much – you talk about his, his effectiveness in a pass game, but really his effectiveness in a run game. He is their run game. I know they brought in Naeem Hines. That hasn't figured out yet. They got James Cook. They, they, can, they can figure out a way to put him on the – I'm going to dress him. I'm going to see how he feels in warm-ups because I think just the presence of him alone is enough to force a beat, you know, the uh, Minnesota Vikings who haven't really beat a opponent with a winning record. So I'm going to try and play Josh Allen, see how he feels. You talk about scalaxins. You talk about muscle relaxers to get that nerve to calm down. He's played through it before. You know about the relaxers. No, no this is like a main, the, the difference says, is no. if he throws the football and he tears that, he'll have to have a Tommy John surgery to repair it. He's like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I think before. So if you've had it, had it before, play with it. I think that's important, though. There's no indication that what he has right now is season-ending. You could be talking about no. some missed time. Yes. But obviously, part of the concern in rushing him back Tearing is it. you want to get you don't want to get to the point where you make it worse. Mm -hmm. For what it's worth, and it may be worth nothing, but it remains fascinating yeah. that right after he suffered the elbow injury, he threw the longest pass that any player in the NFL has thrown in six years. This was the fourth run. down play against the Jets on Sunday. This is two plays after the injury. The ball traveled 69 and a half yards in the air, and by the way, was on a dime to Gabe Davis. He should have caught this ball, and they probably would have won the game, and I, I might not be here at this point, but that's a whole other 
another conversation. <laughs> D. Wood, let me go back to you on the same question because you know that AFC playoff path. Mm-hmm. And there is a big difference. And I'm thinking in particular about the Dolphins, who have that Olympic track team on the outside that they want to run around. And nothing could be more different, it would seem to me, than if that team is playing in sunny South Florida in January versus playing in Orchard Park. Do the Bills need home field to make the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. I, here's the thing. Right now, they're only a half a game up in the division. Right. Yeah. Right now, they're half a game up. Why do you go and get a Vaughn Miller? You saw, we saw, everyone saw what happened last year on the road in Kansas City. They weren't able, they thought they had the game one. Okay, 13 yeah. seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about 13 seconds. Right. You go and get Vaughn Miller. Why? Because you need a closer in order for, the, for you to play, for everyone to come through Buffalo. Imagine now Josh Allen misses time and you don't end up winning the division. Mm-hmm. Now you're on the road. Not saying that Buffalo can't do it. Very good team. But there's a difference between traveling on the road and when you have everyone coming to you with a bye. Like, that is the big deal. So if Josh Allen misses any time, that could alter the landscape in the AFC. Let's go, Jets. I mean, you got, like, the, the, the division is precarious. Those two teams that are a half game behind them, both have beaten them. Right. So they are going to the division right now. Tiebreakers right now. Right. So, yeah, it, it's, it's serious. I, in particular, the Dolphins. They are such a fascinating team. Yeah. It should be reminded, or you should be reminded, that there is no game this season that Tua Tungavailoa has finished, that the Dolphins have lost, and they've had it going with their two receivers. Let's put the numbers up on those guys. What Jalen Waddell and, in particular, Tyreek Hill have done are just insane. Both of them are on pace for 1,500 yards this season. That would be the first time ever that you had a team that had a pair of those. Tyreek himself is on a historic pace. He could break the 2,000-yard mark. He'd be the first ever to do it. He is currently on pace to break the all-time single-season record for receiving yards in a year. And, Nico, it's you I keep thinking of because you were the one who kept telling me about how difficult it is to play in Buffalo at any time of year, much less at the end of January. But you put this Dolphin team in in pleasant weather conditions in, in sunny South Florida in January. It's not just Buffalo. Everybody should be on notice, yes? Yes, yes. Everyone should be on notice. Those hamstrings feel great when it's mm-hmm. 80 degrees, and Bart knows this. <laughs> when it's 5 degrees, yeah, you got to make sure you're a little bit warmed up. You're sitting on that bench a little bit longer because it's heated. When you're down in Miami, this team is very scary. If yeah. you are another team that has to go down to Miami, if they do get in the playoffs and they have a home playoff game, that's a dangerous matchup for somebody. So that's why this Buffalo team, if they lose and they lose that home field advantage, it's going to be really tough for Buffalo if they lose home field advantage. Miami's scary. I'm looking at D. Wood's face, and I'm reading skepticism, skepticism on the face of my big buddy. Why is that? You know why? I'm sitting at a table with two defensive players. Yeah. Have we watched Miami's defense? Yeah. Have we watched Miami's yeah. defense? Not good enough? No, no. Because you know why? Later in the year, Defense comes up big. We can talk about offense and and high flying and all this stuff, but if you can't make stops, if you can't, they barely got out of Chicago. And I'm not, not, and Justin Fields is playing fantastic football, but it seems like with the Miami Dolphins, they're in shootouts every game. Because that defense can't stop anybody. But, like, that check, but that check engine light comes on when you're used to being in 20 degrees and you got to go down there and it's 89 degrees. We always we already saw what Buffalo looks like when the heat index gets up in Miami. So you want those guys to come there with those shoulder pads, stepping up, and Tyreek Hill comes across the middle. You tell them it's $200 before pass and go. You got to pay the, the toll before you cross here. That's what you want to do. You want to put these guys that's living in this 70, 80 degree weather. You want to bring them in there into that tundra. You want to make them feel 
the, the, the addition of Bradley Chubb also, it feels to me, like was for that exact reason, yeah. right? They went out and made that move. That's the Von Miller move. That's, that, Von that's Miller the one right. defensive stop you need to make to win a playoff game. You couldn't get Justin Fields on the ground, and, and the Bills couldn't get Patrick Mahomes on the ground in that playoff game last year. So, yeah, that is a, a big part. Of it. They're, they're a go-for-it team. They're right there. I mean, like – they I mean, win and the Bills lose this week. No, no. And so are we just going to overlook the Jets? What, what are no, we doing I'm not here? overlooking the Jets. They're like, right there, too. They're they right. won, too. I mean, and the Jets could the be Bills. in first place while they're in Cabo. Yeah. Look, look, let's not get Greeny too excited here, okay? No, no, no. no, no. About the Jets about is gonna start, he's going to fall out of his chair. Look, it would be delightful to see that, but that would seem – that would seem well ahead of schedule for the Jets, who are so young and so talented. But well, they beat Miami already. They did. I understand that. That was without Tua. And I, look, I'm not trying to talk down the Jets. I'm just saying right at this yeah. moment, it has been about the Bills and then Kansas City, and then we sort of take everybody else. Yeah. Right. Right. Does that Has that become a three-way conversation in the AFC is what I'm trying to ask you. No, absolutely. And in particular, the injury to Josh Allen could wind up putting the Bills as the one team that doesn't even win their division amongst that group. I want to say it right now. The AFC is wide open. Wide open. It's wide open. Watch those I saw the Tennessee Titans going to Arrowhead, who could have won that game if they had any semblance of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Any, any, any offense at all, they would have beat the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. in Arrowhead. AFC is wide open. Yeah, if they had just run Derrick Henry out of the Wildcat the entire game, they might have wound up winning. As Ryan Clark said, if you're a defensive player and you see both twos coming in, you just want to see one of them. Right. You see both twos, you got a lot of problems. All right, the AFC is wide open. How about the NFC? Coming up, the Cowboys and the D and Big D stand for Dak Dominant, why the second half is going to be all about that star of the stars. Plus, if the season can't be saved in Green Bay, is there a scenario coming soon where the Packers might actually put A.A. Ron on the bench? He would seems very upset about this conversation. Don't miss it. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get Up is brought to you by Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever in theaters everywhere beginning tomorrow. All right, we continue on Get Up. But let's play fact or fiction. Hey, Bart, Russell Wilson has to beat Tennessee this weekend to stay in the playoff race. Is that fact or fiction? Oh, that's definitely a fact. I mean, you look at what Kansas City is doing, they definitely have to step up. Can he get it done? I don't know. I don't think he wears a wristband. <laughs> we're going to get to that. If you're wondering why he said that, we're going to get to it later in the program. Some fascinating insight. But Russell's been struggling. Ninko, if I said the AFC goes through Mahomes in Kansas City, is that fact or fiction? I'm going with fact here. We see Buffalo had a little slide against the Jets. Josh Allen's got an elbow. They were my number one. Not anymore. It's Kansas City. They are the top dogs in the AFC. And then in the NFC, D. Wood, if I said the Cowboys are going to win that division, would you say fact or fiction? Really, I'm going fact, man. I think that that Christmas game against the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be the decider. I think Dak Prescott coming back gives this offense the, the juice that they need. They got all the other pieces, especially on the defensive side of the football. Give me the Cowboys. Oh, do you like tell. that? You like that, huh? You like that. I'm channeling Kirk Cousins. You like that. Yeah. I like it. The Cowboys have fascinating holidays coming up, by the way. They play the Giants, who are in pursuit oh, on yeah. Thanksgiving, and then they play the Eagles on Christmas. And my friend D. Wood just said the Cowboys are going to beat out the Eagles in the NFC East. What do you think of that, Bartholomew? Come on, man. Come like, on, what, man. Like, what? like, what are we talking about? Like, listen, Philadelphia, who, when, when is Philadelphia going to lose a game? They've already won the head. I told you. Okay, but they've already won the head-to-head. That's one game. That's one game. That was with, I'm sorry, I'm just looking it up here. Cooper Rush was the quarterback of the Cowboys, not Mr. Dak Prescott. But that gives them the head-to-head. Right, so even even if they do beat them, that means that you know they got a game two mm-hmm. on Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is the better team. I think they stay focused. I love how Jalen Hurts continues to stay focused and keep this team, keep keeping the main thing, the main thing. I don't see the Cowboys coming back in in, in erasing this two two game lead that they have. You know, they might not have any hiccups. Who knows? Maybe the Giants. You talk about the first game between the Giants and the Cowboys. They almost beat the Cowboys then. So who's to say that they're not going to have any hiccups? D. Wood? That was another one started by Rush, Cooper. Go. They've already had their hiccups. That's what's interesting to me about this, right? Like, they've already been through a five-game stretch without their quarterback. They've had injury issues. They have guys coming back from injury. Like, what if all of a sudden Tyron Smith is playing left tackle again in, in December? The Eagles haven't had anything go wrong. And it's pretty rare. You guys tell me who played in this league. Pretty rare to go 17, 18 weeks without anything going wrong. So if something starts, if some, if some injury situation or something does happen in Philadelphia, could close the gap. Jump quick. in here, Ninko. Be careful. We got some Philly fans that are like, you're putting bad juju no, out there saying, on like, us. It's, very, it's unusual. I, they, I, they won I, the Super Bowl. They had injury problems. So when I think about the Cowboys, they are a good football team. Dak is a great football player. Is he going to take them to the next level? I don't, I don't see it happening. I think that the Eagles, with the way that the roster's built, the way that they are aggressive in their mentality, starts with Kelsey up front and their offensive line and their quarterbacks playing at a high level with confidence. With that being said, the Cowboys are a good football team. I don't think they're better than the Eagles. Okay, here's my issue with all of this. And maybe all of you who are 
I'm not going to say doubters, but who are on the other side of D. Wood and I on this. Maybe you're all right. But it feels to me like we are disrespecting Dak Prescott to some degree in this conversation. Just how good a quarterback is he? Because if he is as good as I perceive him to be, then his healthy return is an enormous, should be the most impactful thing that happens in the second half of the entire NFL season beyond Josh Allen's elbow. That's how good I perceive uh, how good Dak Prescott to be. How good do you perceive him to be? I mean, we're talking about we we're talking about Cooper Rush to Dak Prescott. That's huge. Huge. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Oh, wait, no. That's not the conversation. That, that is Pre- the conversation. What is it? Dak Prescott. Let, so Dak Prescott is not one of the oh, best okay. quarterbacks in the league. Let's keep it real. Is Dak Prescott one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Jalen Hurts has passed him. Oh, get out of here. At this moment, you're ready to say Jalen Jalen Hurts is a better runner and he's more accurate right now, and he has better weapons on the outside. Jalen Hurts has passed. Dak Prescott, and he's as healthy. far as the ranking as the quarterback. No injuries. Well, you, I mean, Dak is going to come back from the thumb or whatever. You are prepared to say it right now, Jaylen nine Hurts games into a season, that at this point Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Yes. We're ready. We're comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable saying that. Look, the, the numbers show. The numbers don't lie. I, I think the issue is, like, you talk about high-impact addition of Dak Prescott. They went 4-1 and one without him. The impact can't be that significant, right? They only, they only do one game better. But if something goes wrong in the course of a game, if they fall behind, if they, you know, in the playoff, I think Dak Prescott enables them to, to, it gives them more of a ceiling offensively than they have with Cooper Rush. In terms of whether he's better than Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't know. Jalen Hurts, to me, he has a dynamic element to his game that Dak doesn't really. But he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't been at it as long. We haven't seen him. I'm sorry, I need to look something up. Can can I look something up? Ninko, help me with this. I got to put my glasses on now because sometimes I don't see so well (laughs) without them. So so let let me look this up here if I can. Okay? Which team led the league in points scored last season? Which which team scored the most points of any team in the NFL last season? It doesn't matter. The past. That's the last time Dak Prescott was healthy. They led the NFL in scoring. And we're talking about him. Like all of a sudden, this kid who has. And what happened? And what, ha- and what happened? They ran out of time because their coach doesn't know how to call a play. That's the what coach. happened. Hold on. Hold on. We, 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 we always assumed because if they would have got the other play that he was going to score a touchdown. No. He still, still had to score a touchdown. Yeah, they still had to do something. Why does D-Wood have that look on him? Oh, no, no, no. Please go ahead and continue because I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying you talking. Like, talk. I, I, we got, we got people at this table right now. What making it seem like Dak like a scrub or something. No, no, no. He's not no, top he's 10. He's not top 10. No. D- Dak Prescott is not one of the top ten quarterbacks. The no, guy, no, he isn't. The, the guy who earned his contract in Dallas and who led care, the league in scoring last year. I don't care about, don't care about the money. He's not top ten. Okay. I mean, they led the league in scoring points okay. last season. Okay, who's going to have who's going to have a better offense this year, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Well, I, I don't okay, know well, the answer well, to that well, question well, yet. Will Jalen Hurts and his offense have a better record or better more yards than Dak Prescott and his offense had last year? They're on pace. Look at the pace that he's on. Yeah, I, I mean, look, they, they, they don't make their own schedule, right? This isn't college, but they've also played a startlingly easy schedule to get to this point. I need the gavel. Give me the gavel. You're going to crush no. the helmets and bang. What, what is your, is, like, it's going to be a Tad Prescott morning. That's all I'm <laughs> We're going to hear from Dak. <laughs> Give me a final word, Dak. Dak. Go. Ten seconds. Dak is a very good quarterback. I wouldn't say that Dak is going to separate himself and be the guy that takes the team. The whole team needs to go in the right direction. They have to have a running game. They have to have great defense. They don't have they a running don't. game? 
I'm they on have Jack's to side. Have a Where did that team game. go last year? I, if they on, don't have a running game, they don't have anything. They lost a ridiculous playoff game and almost fired their coach because they were it was down so by egregious. Three, they were down by three scores. That's right. We will come back in just a moment. Uh, Dak, I got your back. Go get this thing done. As we continue, A-A-Ron has more to say about what's grinding Green Bay's offense. Bartholomew thinks they're going to win it. This weekend against Dallas, we'll talk about it. Plus, Tom was terrific when it counted most last week. Was that a fluke, or is Brady ready to turn this season around? We'll answer that question next. Get up. Timbo! We are back on Get Up, and we're headed to Green Bay. The Packers started 3-1. and one. Since then, they've lost five straight. That matches the longest losing streak they've had. In the Aaron Rodgers era, last time it was this bad was his first season as a starter, which was 2008. Three of the five losses in the streak have come by one possession. Rodgers, this season in the fourth quarter of one possession games, completing just 52% of his passes. That's second worst in the NFL. And ball security has suddenly become a problem for the best quarterback perhaps ever in that regard. In nine games, he has seven interceptions. Here he was yesterday talking more about this struggling offense. I don't know if there's an idea that we're going way outside the system. I don't think that's the case. I think we've been more by the book this year than we have been, you know, in any year that Matt's been here. I think the struggle has been how do we make it by the book but not robotic. Robotic. I mean, that, that's an interesting word for a person to use. Dan, for, for the longest time, we wondered if there was genuinely friction between Aaron Rodgers and his coach. It is increasingly difficult to feel like it isn't. It, it, it is. but it, it is difficult to feel that way. They've lost five games in yeah. a row. Like, there's yeah. going to be friction all over the building. There's no question. I, I talked to LaFleur a couple weeks ago, and this was before uh, which game? Before the Buffalo games. They've lost twice since. He talked about, oh, we're fine. We're in all the meetings. Yeah, he, but even he allowed this. He said, that said, neither one of us is in the best mood right now. Like, they're, it, it's tough. And, and the other thing that's happening is they make a game plan, uh, and they're so thin at wide receiver that as soon as someone gets hurt, the whole thing goes out the window. Right? Christian Watson goes out with a concussion. Romeo Dobbs gets hurt. Now robotic because it scales down the number of plays you can call. So everything's gone wrong. So, Nico, I would ask you, is this season still salvageable? The question, can they salvage the season? Is it over for Green Bay? I wrote something down for you, Green. He wrote it down? <laughs> wrote something for you, and I drew a picture. You can see that. <laughs> that's, that's a piece of cheese, and it's smelly. Okay? It's, it's stinky cheese. It's been over. I said that it was over when they lost to the Jets you did. in Lambeau, which was, what, a month ago? You did, yeah, almost. So, listen, yeah. we talked about this before. We talked about the receivers. We talked about the offensive line, which is bad. We talked about the defense, which is like cheese, very holy and porous. So, again, <laughs> this team, they have to figure something out. It's over. There's nothing to figure out right now. Understood. The season's over. they got to figure out something for next year. Well, here, here, okay. Well, you have then perfectly driven me to my next stop. Yeah. Hey, Bartholomew Scott, if indeed or when this season is officially over, let's say they get blown out, you think they're going to win this week. If they do, that changes the dynamic. But let's say they don't win this week. Now they're 3-7. and seven. Now they've lost six straight games, and we have to start figuring out what our future looks like. we got a kid sitting on our bench that we drafted in the first round that has never really mm. played in Jordan Love. Do they have mm. to consider sitting Aaron Rodgers and playing Jordan Love to see what they have? 
Hell no. no. I gave him $150 million. You're going to take that hurt. I'm not about to let you go over there and eat sunflower seeds while we go out there and get our ass kicked, and we paying you more money than anybody else. No, we paid you $50 million. You're going to go out there. You're going to take this hurt. You're going to let it sting a little bit. I bet you have your ass in OTAs next year. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there getting chemistry. And this is the, begin this is the beginning of something, right? Sometimes when the seasons are lost, it's still something to gain. And what can be gained is chemistry, getting on the right plays, and going through situations with your young receivers so that you can have something to grow with. Unless you're considering trading Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, he's going to play because guess what? He's your present and he's your future. Look at that, $31 million, $40 million. I'm not about to give you this bread, put all this cheese on your taco so you can sit over there and be fresh as a daisy. Uh-uh, you going to go out there and take these hits, Ricky Bobby? D-Wood, <laughs> D-Wood looks a little <laughs> perturbed at the conversation. D-Wood, if I were to argue, it's not about keeping him fresh, but it's about finding out what you have in the young quarterback or maybe letting him audition so that his trade value goes up and they should consider benching Aaron Rodgers. Why do you look so mad? <laughs> what is going on? Is he leaving? Why is D. Wood walking? D. Wood. He doesn't want to talk about it. Have we upset you that much with this? What, 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 what is it? Greeny. Yeah. What the, what the hell are you talking about here? What are we talking about? We're talking about benching Aaron Rodgers yes. for, for Jordan Love? Right. I mean, how much bread we talking about with Aaron Rodgers? Fitty. Like we talking like Fitty. like quarter Fitty. billion Fitty. type stuff with Aaron Rodgers, Fitty. and you want to bench him? Yeah. Fitty. You want to bench Aaron Rodgers so you can find out what we have in Jordan Love? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like you get with Jordan Love. What, 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 what do we what do we what do we expect to find out about Jordan Love? Can he play football? If Aaron Rodgers getting his ass kicked, <laughs> if Jordan, hold on, if, if, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if Jordan Love could play football, they wouldn't have signed Aaron Rodgers to that deal. They wouldn't have signed him to that deal. He would, if he had shown anything up to this point, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have signed that deal. The Green Bay Packers would have turned the page. He hasn't had a chance to show anything. Let me make my case. Because they drafted him at a time that we were in a COVID era, and so he had no training camp, no nothing. Rodgers then went out there and, in his own words, threw a monkey wrench into their plans yes. by elevating his own play, playing so ridiculously well that they had okay. no choice but to keep him there. He's the two-time defending MVP, so you've never had a chance to find out if Jordan Love can play. It's not about whether he's as good as Aaron Rodgers or not. It's about whether he's good enough to be the future of the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers is going to be 40 next year. You, yes can, no? you can't get him out of that contract. That money's guaranteed. Well, you know what the cap hit is if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers next year? It's $98 million. 90, say that again. $98 million. That's like a damn Powerball right there, man. What are we talking about? So Jordan Love is going to have his entire career, and he's going to leave without ever starting for the Green Bay Packers. They so, accomplished that. Contract. He's not worn out or anything. Well, so, so then he's going to go somewhat. He will go sign somewhere else. And as Mike Tannenbaum yeah. said the other yeah, day yeah, here, yeah. Graziano. All of a sudden, he's the answer for the Lions, and you got to play him twice a year. Yeah, that's the problem. So the problem, like you could, there are, look, the 98, if you cut Aaron Rodgers 98, that you could trade him and finagle it. Like, it's still a hefty cap hit, but doable, if, if that were to be what they want to do. The problem is, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you have to invest Aaron Rodgers in this decision. Mm. Hey, Aaron. We need to find out what we got here because we don't know for a fact that you're coming back because you won't tell us. And we need to know what we have in the kids. So we're going to sit you down and take a look. 
How do you think that's going to go? Like, I don't know. We know do nothing. We have a historic blueprint for how Aaron Rodgers will react if you try to replace him with Jordan Love. We know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to pout and scream and stomp around until he gets everything he wants, and then he's still going to not. I want to make clear what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting you're benching Aaron Rodgers for performance. I'm suggesting Understood. that at some point, every team in the NFL okay. starts thinking about their like, future when their season week, is hopelessly week 16, lost. Week 16. What's what about that conversation? Week 16? Let, me, let me change the dynamic. I was going to draw a pickle because they put themselves in a pickle. <laughs> you're a very good, that. You're yeah, a good yeah. artist. Let, let me ask you this. All right, I'm going to like, give you three options. Really. I'm going to present three possibilities. Okay. Which of these, in your view, is the likeliest? Let's do it. That next year, A, Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback of the Packers. B, he's the starting quarterback somewhere else. Or C, he has retired. Which is the likeliest, in your opinion? You don't have to draw it, but okay, go ahead. A, we're he's going a, with A. Okay. We're going with A. Is that he's an H? Quarterback of the That's an L. Oh, let me just clarify it. I went, to Purdue. I went to Purdue. We're very he's, good at it. He's going to be back next most He will be the quarterback I, in the Green money. Bay next year. I, I, I want the money. I would try and trade him to the Saints. Or someone. I can trade that contract, though. All right. Well, 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 no, I can show you. Have you seen Have you seen the quarterbacks that the Saints have? Let's leave it there for the moment. Draw a piece of poop. That's one aging quarterback <laughs> situation. Let's get to another. Hey, guys, you want to see something funny? Cindy, roll it. Tom Brady's going to be in Munich this weekend. Listen to the music. We got music. The pretzels. That's Tom Brady in Munich music that we have for you here. I got a good sausage out there. As Brady gets set ah, to take on the suddenly surging. Did you draw that? I could draw that. He, he is crazy. the suddenly surging Seattle Seahawks. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're a Tom Brady teammate. Tom Brady teammate, I'm coming to you first. Did Tom Brady in those last 45 seconds find some magic? Could those 45 seconds turn around the entire season for Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers, yes or no? Hell no. Hell no? No. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. You going, we talking about, did you see how bad, that was a Tom ugly, bad, ugly game against a bad football team in the Los Angeles Rams. And you think some type of, you know, some type of last drive by Tom Brady against that bad Rams team is going to all of a sudden sprinkle some pixie dust on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Your season? No. Ninko. Nah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hembo with the facts. Give me some facts. The, the, the Bucks have scored four touchdowns in 44 drives. Wow. That is many. bad. That's the lowest rate in the NFL. That is not good. So I don't think a last 15 second touchdown is going to save uh, the direction Bart, of the team. They do? Man, this is this, this going to be a thumping, man. This Seattle's going to thump them. Yeah, this is going to be a thumping. Like, Man, this is horrible. This is bad. I don't know how this team got that bad that fast. Well, but, but but listen, this is this is it's over. Barbecue chicken, for Nico. Can we can put you draw up a ship? Can you draw the Titanic, Nico? Uh, yeah, I can pitching do, do I have the point spread, Cindy? Do, do I, uh, the, the picks are up there. Everybody is riding with Seattle, and I understand it. They certainly have looked like the better team to this point. They are actually maybe the most pleasant surprise in the entire NFL. People aren't paying very much attention. The Buccaneers are the favorites. In this game, which means that's, reputation that's just Tom Brady. That's, 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 that's Tom Brady. They are suckering you in. They are begging you to pound Seattle in this game and getting three points in this thing, which is exactly the reason you go the other way. Danny, Tom Brady has never lost in Germany. Like that is, that is <laughs> I mean, like, seriously though. I mean, like Seattle is a really good team. I mean, they're, they're getting their defense together, which was wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. What is that? See how the quick Titan- that's Titanic. The Titanic and it's. Sinking, you see how it goes I'm down? T- I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking you win, lose, or draw. The Seahawks are the iceberg. Right there, see? You know what, Ninko? 
If this, if, this, if this football analyst thing ever fails you, you know those guys who hang out at the beach and draw caricatures of people like in one minute? They draw, you want me to draw you? You could I'll do draw that. Well with that. I'll draw any paper. I got no takers. I got no takers uh, that, that Brady, what they needed was a little bit of their mojo back. And those uh, last 45 seconds will do it. And now no. an international trip. Get away from everything. He's unbeaten in Germany. I'm throwing anything I can at you here. Nice Tampa Tom here. lives. I've got the Buccaneers this weekend. I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> Done. They're out. Uh, Barbecue chicken, forking them, whatever it is. All that. Filet of fish. Filet of fish. Here's the thing. Like, like, if the Falcons lose tonight, then they can lose to the Seahawks and still be tied for first place. <laughs> they That's can win that division it's, it's, at 6 and 11. Yeah. That, that, I mean, someone they is probably going to. to figure it, it the out. Game. They have I, time. I can't help ability. but notice out of the corner of my eye that he actually <laughs> is drawing something. And, Hold and, on. And I'm just trying to get... Just this quickly. It's the flow is going so nicely. Right, he's, he's got it going. Oh, here we go. Okay. You ready? Bad. This is bad. This well, is a bad drawing, but there it is. It is. It's very quick. <laughs> that's a quick that's character. A no, that is well done. That's good. I got to get the eyebrows that's done. A, that's <laughs> a picture of Aaron Rodgers after they tell him they're benching him for short years. <laughs> well, well it looks done. like Brady right now. Don't miss the, the ninth annual Armed Forces Classic is tomorrow, Veterans Day, Michigan State and Gonzaga on the deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego. Coverage begins 6.30 Eastern on ESPN. Coming up, from bust to breakout star in just a few weeks, what has changed for Justin Fields and what does he need to do right now to become a superstar? We'll answer all those questions as we continue on a very artistic edition. I gotta add a little more. Hang this on the fridge. Get up on We're back on Get Up, and the game is called Overreaction Thursday, uh, which is derived from Dan's column on ESPN.com. I'll say some things that I think people are saying, and you tell me if this is an overreaction. If I were to say the Falcons, not Tampa Tom's Bucks, are going to win the NFC South, would that be an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. I don't, first, I don't know who's saying it, but they should be because the Falcons are legit. They know, they, they, they know what they want to do. They want to run the ball. If the Buccaneers do not get their act together, the Atlanta Falcons have looked so far like a team that can take advantage of that uh, and win the division. That is the threat to Tampa Bay and the NFC South. Boy, that division is as bad not right now as any I can think of in recent memory. Uh, the next one, and this one I feel like a lot of people lot are saying, the 49ers are the NFC's most dangerous team in the second half. Is that an overreaction? It is an overreaction. Look, I get like how exciting it is to have Christian McCaffrey and all that, but they're 4-4, four and four, right? Like, like everybody's excited about Garoppolo because they've won playoff games with him, but Garoppolo obviously has his limitations as well. They could absolutely lose, as I think they will this week, to the Chargers and be 4-5. and five. I just don't think they're positioned well enough to have the kind of playoff seeding to do real damage uh, in the postseason. I think they're good, and that's about it. That, that's one where I disagree with you, but it'll be fascinating to see where it winds up. All right, here's one I love. If people were to say Justin Fields <laughs> will end this season with more wins than Aaron Rodgers, would that be an overreaction? No, because Justin Fields is not going to get benched for Jordan Love. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, look, they have the same record right now. Yeah. Like, like right now, the Bears and the Packers have the same record. The Steelers picked the Bears' uh, second-rounder for Chase Claypool over the Packers because they thought it would be higher. I'm not sure they're going to end up being right. Justin Fields is on an upward trajectory. The Bears are playing 
better. The Packers are a mess right now. It's absolutely possible. They, they still play one more time. It's absolutely possible that the Bears could end up with more wins than the Packers. Actually, to say that Justin Fields is on an upward trajectory might actually be selling short. What we are seeing right now, look at these numbers. In the past month, the Bears have let him use his legs, and he has responded in an enormous way. Last four games, he's averaging over 100 rushing yards on 12 carries. That's a huge jump, as you see from the first five games, and the offense is so much better. They're averaging 380 yards on 25 points per game the past four games. And for what it's worth, he was named the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week after uh, rushing for more yards than any quarterback ever had in any regular season game. So I turn to the pride of Joliet, Illinois, Chicago Land's own Rob Ninkovich. How are we feeling about the Chicago Bears and their young quarterback right now? <laughs> I'm pretty excited for the Chicago Bears. I, I mean, you look at the future, and since the Patriot matchup, I feel like they found something here, a little bit of a recipe mm -hmm. where Fields is more comfortable. He's using his legs. He's getting out on the edge. And as a defender, I can tell you firsthand, when you're trying to stop a mobile quarterback, yeah. he's probably the fastest player on on the field, it's almost impossible because you have other obligations to try and stop the run and you're trying to set the edge. And look, you can just see in the stats the last three weeks, he is looking confident, feeling confident. And not only is he running the football, he's throwing the ball down the field. And so how are the super fans feeling? Well, Greeny, I think the super fans will be really excited to say that Chicago the Bears have the quarterback from now in the near future, maybe possibly 10 to 20 years, and maybe we win, I don't know, 10, 12 Super Bowls in the meantime. But I would say my, my best friend, Bob Swirsky, uh, we were sitting back having ourselves a bratwurst the other day for breakfast, and uh, we were talking about the Bears. We were talking about the future of Chicago and the Bears, and the Super Bowl from the 85 Bears, I'm thinking we're going to repeat at least six times. I'm telling you. Me and Bob, we are having a discussion about it, my uncle too, but we're going to have fun this year. We're going to watch the rest of the season and watch this young kid develop, and we got a quarterback for the next 20 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the man is, has a diverse skill set uh, that no one sees coming. All right, Bart, let's talk about this from a linebacker's yeah. standpoint, okay? That guy, as people, people are finally starting to see yeah. what those of us who actually watched him in college, not those who seem to have evaluated him, but those who actually watched him in college already knew. That guy's got 4-4 four, four speed. Yeah. He's got a, a cannon for an arm. They're finally letting him do the things he does well. And he looks right now like he might be on the verge of becoming the next genuine NFL star. Talk to me about playing defense against him. I mean, it, it puts you in a pickle, right? Because you talk about you have to respect the um – the, the ball in the belly. It also controls the run game because you see right here it puts the the, the end man on line of scrimmage in a dilemma. But if he hands it also now creates cutback lanes for the running backs. So now you see the other running backs getting easy lanes, getting to the second level. The same thing that you see with Lamar Jackson. I wonder if they go and, and they have a similar type of meeting when they build an offense that's geared strictly to all his skill sets. What's amazing is he really didn't run this much in Ohio State but we knew he was capable of it. Mm. So we know he's capable of winning and, you know, winning and throwing the ball from the pocket, and now he's showing an element of his game that he didn't show in college, and I think he's going to put the league on notice. He may be the best quarterback out of that class. Maybe. I, I'm not, I, I, I mean, when you say maybe, people keep coming back. What is it, Trevor Lawrence that you're – Well, they, 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 may, they, they may think that maybe Trey Lance may pull that out and, and give those same elements because he can run. He's a dynamic mm. runner too, and he's a guy who has a can, and he's, you know, with one of the best play calls in football. We'll see. I mean, Justin Fields did it on the biggest possible stage, making the college football playoff twice at Ohio State. And, and look, hopefully Trey Lance gets healthy and we'll find out. How about it? How about Fields? Look at what they've done. Look, look at the draft capital they have going to next season. They have a million picks. They have over $100 million in money to spend. How quickly could this Bears team go from zero to 60? Well, listen, we always talk about 
you all, the quarterback, you got to find the quarterback. Guess what? They have the quarterback. Everything else, you can just add, supplement everything else. With the assets and the capital that they have, this team could flip the script quick, like in an offseason, if they continue to build, especially during the season. There, for me, there's not a question right now who's the best quarterback in that 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. It is Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and he's putting it on display right now. He's showing you just how dynamic he is. Yeah, and look, we, we all pay a lot of attention to what the Jets did in one offseason, basically, with an extraordinary draft. I guess it's, it's two because they had two yep. good drafts. And, and, and spending money smartly in free agency, and you go from one of the worst teams in the league to being 6-3 and three in a contender like that. The Bears could be playing that game. Meanwhile, let's play our game. It's called More or Less as we look at some of the point spreads this weekend. Ninko, Eagles, Commanders. Will Philly win by more or less than 11 points? More. I'm going to say more on this one. Look, Philadelphia, they're on a roll. They're looking confident. And the Commanders, we know what's going on there. A lot of stuff. So, I'm going with definitely Eagles. They're on a roll. In that division. Hey, Bartholomew, Giants, will they beat the Texans by more or less than five? Uh, I'm going to say less. Listen, no, the Giants don't blow anybody out. This kid right here, Pierce, is a revelation. This guy could be in the running at the end of the season for Rookie of the Year. Listen, you talk about that bend-o-break defense by Lovey Smith. They played the Philadelphia Eagles really, really tough last year. I think it's going to be less than five. And then uh, D. Wood, Chiefs, Jaguars. Will Kansas City win by more or less than nine and a half? I'm going to say more. I, I just think, you know, the Chiefs, I know we talked about, you know, the last week against the Titans and, and that game with the overtime, but I, I look at the Chiefs when they're at home, man. They're, they're a tough, tough team to beat offensively. They're explosive at home. So I, I want to say more than nine and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some of the numbers on an NFL weekend that kicks off tonight. Meanwhile, we've got NBA tomorrow night here on ESPN. we got Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves visiting John Morant and the Grizzlies. Tip-off 9.30 Eastern. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 9 here on ESPN. Coming up, the most important ligament in the NFL. We got the news on Allen's elbow and how it changes everything. That's next. Get up on ESPN.